What's up? What's up? What's up? Yo! <laughs> what's going on, brother? What's up, man? How are you? Ah, I'm doing wonderful, man. And yourself? Doing well. Just finished training somebody, and now I'm recording with you. So, Tra- train is, training somebody? What'd you hit today? Uh, this was one of my weight loss clients, so a little total oh, body oh, half hour. Oh, oh, training, training somebody. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Now I get it. Cool. <laughs> cool. That's awesome. That's great. Now, do you train people in person at all, or are you stri- strictly online? It's all online. Um, I've just I've done online for um, I've done online for the past two years, uh, but I had oh, wow. a I had about a uh, whatever it was like six months to a year period where I interned at a strength conditioning gym and then I trained people there um, as an intern. So uh, yeah, but nope, mostly mostly everything is uh, everything is via the interwebs. Nice. Very good. Very good. Yeah, man. Yeah. Solid, solid, solid. How's it been going? Good, man. Busy as fart, but otherwise things are great. So I understand, man. I understand. It's a, uh, uh, it's always a good time to be busy. I just moved into my new apartment. Uh, me, me and my girlfriend are living together now. So we've been, she's been doing a lot of the, uh, decorating and arranging and things like that. And I've just been, you know, saying oh yeah that looks good yeah right there that's the perfect I have this... <laughs> story of my life I mean, yeah. that's literally like uh shelby and i bought a house about six months ago and play and do it literally is the exact same thing yeah and man. it's like okay i'll put that trim up okay well we'll do this because i i know for a fact like i, I love my wife's taste um and it's a good thing because I know if I designed it it would be ugly as shit there'd be like <laughs> surfboards on the wall and like maybe I'll maybe like I don't know, a Hulk poster over here and like a random, you know, bench press in the middle of the living room. Like, I don't, you know, I wouldn't. Yep. No, I completely agree. Mine's actually like even worse than that. Mine is just like nothing. Like I'm in, so we actually have a two bedroom and um, I'm in my little like office or whatever. We're just using the other bedroom as my office. And like, I have a whiteboard on the wall, um, a breaker box and um, (laughs) windows and that is about it. I've literally put nothing on the walls. I have my desk. I have a light. I have my bookshelf. And um, I have a bunch of my clothes scattered everywhere because I don't have, um, I don't have a uh, dresser yet. So yeah, it's been fun. It's been great. <laughs> there you go, man. I like it. Yeah. And isn't your desk like a, just like a Rubbermaid table or something? No, not anymore. I just upgraded, dude. I've got a standing oh. desk now. That it's a uh, it's I think the brand is called autonomous, but like I just I, it was a big it was a big investment for me. But it's one of those like uh, adjustable ones, so it can either be a sitting so, or standing desk. Um, yeah, it's by far the the coolest thing that I own, and I'm super super happy about it. But uh, uh, but yeah, yeah, it's 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 a uh, I, I I told myself oh, I'll just write it off. It'll it'll be fine. It's for it's for my business. It's an investment. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. So yeah, story of my life. Yeah, right, dude. I know. I know. My uh, my C my CPA and I have uh, a conversation, uh, quite a few conversations. Like, hey man, I can write this off, right? And he's like, nah, probably not a good idea. And I'm <laughs> like, well, but my other buddy did this, and he's like, yeah, they just haven't been caught. Don't do it. Like, yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, a hundred percent. That's <laughs> that that is a good idea. But yeah, you definitely want to check in on that shit first. Um, yeah, a hundred percent, hundred percent. So what what do you think about that text I shot you the other day uh, with the 
that that girl her, her and I are hopping on the phone today to make sure she doesn't take those pills but about the dietitian uh saying oh no you just need to do cardio 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 don't do weights um and take <laughs> this pill this medicine that will make you lose 20 pounds a month yeah i mean it sounds exactly probably what every single person listening to this just kind of thought of like oh okay that's probably not going to work at all dude and here's the crazy thing she's not <laughs> fat she really? like she weighs she weighs like i i looked on her instagram she weighs she said she told me she weighs like not even 160 pounds and she looked like a five foot six healthy person and the doctor's mm-hmm. like yep or not doctor the dietitian uh is like yep 20 pounds a week take this medicine I yeah know. yeah and another thing is like why why is it 20 pounds why isn't it like 15 pounds or like you know like 25 pounds or why didn't they say fucking pound like yeah right right or, or or like four pounds or something you know like whenever they give arbitrary numbers like that like it's just like okay there has to be a reasoning behind this so like why are you saying 20 pounds in the first place so uh, yeah. yeah, no, I mean, uh, I, I have, I have no idea. I've never heard. Uh, so where I used to, uh, I just got done with my dietetic internship to become a registered dietitian. And, uh, one of the rotations that I had was at a bariatric center, um, for people who are getting bariatric surgery. And, um, so there's a group of dietitians that work there. And then there's also, uh, we have, you know, the actual surgeons and doctors and stuff on staff and, uh, uh, the doctor's there, you know, can prescribe um, uh, certain medications uh, and things like that, maybe uh, like an appetite suppressant or, or, or something like that, but it's never anything usually really crazy. And honestly, they usually leave it up to the dietitians anyway. And the dietitians never like the most supplement they're going to, the, the supplements that they recommend are the, are the, the essential vitamins and minerals that they're going to have to take after uh, they get done with the surgery because the surgery requires a lot of different uh uh, well, you just got to make sure you get in certain nutrients so you don't uh, produce a nutrient deficiency after you get the surgery. But besides, it's like a multivitamin. <laughs> so you have a multivitamin right. and then like, you know, like whey protein powder. They they say like to buy, go buy the Premier Shakes like a Kroger or something. But as mm-hmm. far as supplementation, like that's it. The rest is going to be diet and lifestyle change, um, yeah. which is, you know, crazy, but that's usually the, <laughs> that's usually <laughs> what works. So. Yeah. That it's it's insane like because i'm sure especially you be um with your background um i'm sure you get more supplement questions and advanced technique questions than than i do but mm-hmm. um everyone like like that it's thing is the supplement game is such a double-edged sword like there's there's definitely a need for for supplementation i'm a fan of it mm-hmm. um but the i think it, it's crazy the in terms of the what, what gets hyped everyone does no one's like yeah, bro, the crazy effects of magnesium supplementation or zinc or <laughs> yeah. uh, multivitamin or, or fish right. oil dosage. Or, you don't hear that. You hear like, well, Dr. Oz talked about raspberry ketones and ra- Garcinia cambogia and this carb yep. blocker or uh, the newest formulation of hydroxycut 2. Point, like 2.0 or I, I just, it's due to, it bothers mm-hmm. me. Mm-hmm. No, and I mean, that's, that's just, that's just, I mean, that's the marketing industry in general. I mean, it's just, it's not, it's not sexy to say, you know, uh, go to the gym three times a week, do some walking a couple of times a week, uh, eat protein with every meal, eat vegetables with every meal, and then, you know, sleep seven, eight hours a day, and then come back to me in a month and we'll see what happens. You know, if you yeah. keep, keep consistent with that. And then, 
Um, but yeah, most people, you know, they, they kind of flip the pyramid upside down. Usually supplements is at the, at the top where you've got a, a five to 10% difference tops uh, on what it makes on your actual physique. And then you've got uh, whatever energy balance and everything else at the bottom, the more important stuff. So my general rule, whenever people ask me about a certain supplement, and if I can tell that they're not like, they don't even, they're just like asking uh, off a whim. They're just like, oh, so what does this supplement do? I'm like, okay, so how many calories are you eating each day? <laughs> you know, <laughs> or uh, like, are you going to the gym consistently? Uh, these are just questions like, okay, if you can't tell me how many calories you're eating each day and you're telling me that you're struggling to lose weight, I'm not going to tell you about what fat burner I think is going to be uh, best for you, <laughs> you know? And like, yeah, I, and another thing with supplements is that like, there's very, very, very few brands that I even trust. And if you look into it even deeper, it gets really scary. The amount of, uh, it, they're just not, they're just not regulated. It's essentially off the honor system is how the supplements are regulated. And like the, the amount of dosages that are actually in these products are, um, just absolutely insane. So there's very few companies that I do trust. And another thing would be price. It's like, you're, you're about to spend whatever, like 45 to $60 on this fat burner, whenever you could easily go buy, you know, some, some really uh, uh, fresh meat from a local farm or, you know, like, or getting fresh veggies and fruit from the farmer's market or whole foods or something like that. Like if you're going to spend some, if you're going to spend some quality money, my, my takeaway would be like, dude, go to <laughs> go put it on some really good food or yeah. like, um, you know, uh, save it up and buy a really nice mattress. That's one thing I and like, I was pumped about it. I was like, you know, like people don't think about like a, a, a fat burner you're going to have for 30 days, whatever. Cool. Yeah. That's off, whatever. Do whatever you want to do. Um, but like if you buy a mattress or if you buy a, a pillow, that's really comfortable. Like you spend so much of your life in your bed and yeah. sleep is so important for you. So like make investments on things that are going to give you that long-term value as opposed to, uh, whatever, a 30 day, uh, fat burner that mm -hmm. honestly you could, if you want a fat burner, just go buy literally caffeine pills at Kroger or Walmart. Um, and you'll, you'll probably get a much better effect anyway. Yeah. Uh, well, so yeah, it's, um, it's interesting. You bring up the mattress side of things. Um, I was talking the other day with somebody about, they were talking about getting a new mattress, but bitching because how expensive it's going to be. But like, and I was like, dude, do you have any idea? How many, how much of your life you spend sleeping? Not only that, but, but, uh, not only that, but how, how, uh, shut up, <laughs> but, uh, but, um, you know, how long you have it? Like, think about if you have, what's, what's, you, how long do you have an average mattress? Like 10 years, maybe? Dude, a long time. <laughs> a yeah. long time. Well, and like, well, let's say you have a mattress for like, I don't know, 10 years and it costs you two grand. What's that boil out to per night? Like, less than starbucks we'll just put it right. that way right you know? right yeah yeah no i i and, and not even just that like uh like that is definitely one good way to think of it but then also the ripple effect of what so the mattress is to make you get better sleep getting better sleep also has the ripple effect of affecting every single thing you do throughout your day you know like your energy levels your mood your hunger regulation how your workouts feel like there's so many other compounding effects that oh that one or continuous shitty sleep on end you know like there's so many other effects that go on then besides just like oh, okay the price is this it's like no this this thing this affects so many other things in your life that you don't even really think about 
And that's kind of a shift that I've been trying to do uh, myself with just like eating healthier as far as like trying to uh, reverse like lots of times I think like, okay, I need to eat this, this, and this because, you know, it's good for muscle building. It's good for fat loss or whatever. But if you can shift the thinking to like, okay, I'm going to eat. And a lot of people might do this anyway. I might just be weird. But if you shift that focus onto, okay, eating this, these fruits and veggies and, you know, this, this healthy meal or whatever, like I'm going to feel better throughout my day. Like just in general, my mood, my, uh, my well-being, everything, like my whole day is going to be, be better because of eating this. Yeah, it's going to take me closer to my goals as far as fat loss and muscle gain. But just as far as feeling, I think, I think those things can get uh, undermined yeah, in, sure, in, sure. in our space, especially because it's so focused around body composition and everything. But it's like your body is such a complex system that works together. You can't just take it apart in bits and pieces and be like, OK, this is good for fat loss. This is good. For, it's like, no, the body works as a whole. And that's what I was saying with the sleep and um, uh, everything like that. Uh, uh, I mean, you can talk about gratitude, you can talk about sleep, you can talk about uh, routine, your habits, the time of day you eat, uh, when you wake up, when you go to bed, um, you know, you can get into the, the woo-woo stuff, meditation, you know, deep breathing, uh, float tanks, whatever you want to talk about, like, it's, it's, it's a whole system. It's not just mm -hmm. pieces of the system. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I agree. Yeah. Well, um, one of the people that I, that um, I don't, I'm not sure, I'm sure you're familiar with him, but uh, one of the minds that I like to study that I, that I've been, I've read, uh, read a lot of his stuff and listened to a lot of his stuff is, do you know, um, do you uh, listen to Sean Stevenson at all? He's uh, the author of Sleep Smarter. It's like been like the best selling book on Amazon for like two years. He's got like Dude, I, the number one I, podcast on Apple or whatever. You know what I'm talking about? Definitely know who you're talking. I don't, I don't, I haven't, I haven't followed him very much, but I've, I've heard him come up multiple to multiple times. So um, I love his approach to everything um, because I believe he um, he used to own his own practice. Um, mm. And one thing that that he that he talks about before what he used to do what, back when he had his practice is and he would get patients to come in. And uh, for whatever reason, before he would give any uh, anything, any medication, any major anything at all, he would fix their sleep and fix their digestion. And almost every problem got fixed. Yeah. Like, and most, he said, he said, most people, as soon as you, he fixed their sleep and fixing their sleep, um, wasn't due with, to, with pills. It was fixing their gut. It was fixing oh, their, yeah. um, their, uh, their, their food choices. It was, it was, it was, uh, everyday, everyday or, habits. Yeah. It was, it was, a very, yeah, it was, it was very, uh, habitual way of fixing it. Not just taking a sleeping pill. Um, he said all of them lost, like most people lost like 30 pounds, like Dude, as I mean, soon as they fix their sleep. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, it, it makes it makes a hundred percent sense because there's just so much about sleep too that we we don't even know about, uh, and, and the same thing could go with you know eating, especially like eating in uh, certain foods and the effects on the brain and your mood uh, and, and the uh, just how you react to things throughout the day. Uh, I'm, I'm I don't know if you've seen or not, but anybody who follows me knows that I'm a big fan of uh, Dr. Jordan Peterson, the the clinical psych the clinical psychologist, the internet's dad. Uh, he taught at Harvard. He taught at the University of Toronto. Um, but yeah, he's a clinical psychologist. And one of his uh, lectures, he was talking about people dealing with anxiety. He was like, one of the biggest things, and I don't know, uh, I don't know where, what literature he had to support this, but it makes sense. And I've actually been doing, I've noticed it too. It's something really simple. It's just like in the morning, usually whenever I wake up, 
I don't eat anything for a little bit and I'll maybe have a little bit of caffeine and that's whenever I'll do whatever my most creative work or like writing or something. But then I notice like, as I start to get hungrier and I'm drinking the caffeine, like my anxiety starts to, to ramp up a little bit. My heart rate's a little bit higher. Um, so he was talking about people who have anxiety. He was like, the, one of the biggest things I tell them to do is like, you know, like eat breakfast. <laughs> so just, just literally, uh, eating, eating food oftentimes or not, like whenever you're really anxious, whenever you're really paranoid, I mean, obviously emotional eating is huge, but that's one of the reasons why. So whenever we eat food, it does do uh, a lot of good things. So he tells his patients, one of the first things he does is get them on a set routine. And he's like, whenever you wake up, he's like, you're not going to want to, but within an hour or so, uh, um, eat some food. And I mean, that can, you know, that can be a, a drastic change to someone's morning whenever originally it would be wake up, don't eat anything, go to work. Uh, become super frazzled, become super hungry, your, your judgment gets uh, all foggy, uh, you might feel fatigued or uh, whatever, and then they go into lunch, and then they're super hungry, they eat a big meal, and then, you know, by, they eat a big meal, say at 12 o'clock, and then by 1 p.m., uh, 1 or 1.30, they're, they're feeling sleepy because they ate such a huge, huge lunch, and then mm -hmm. you're also not making super good choices whenever you're really hungry, so it's like, these the the main thing to get away from this is just that like i was saying earlier the ripple effect of one choice all these things that we're doing um it's all just choices i mean your whole life is just made up of, of small choices every single day yeah and uh one of the other things that he was talking about was uh whenever he uh helped a, a guy um it was a father he was trying to better relationship with his son he was trying to put his son to bed every single night and he said he would argue with his son for 45 minutes, basically every single night, trying to get him to go to sleep. <clears throat> and this guy saw it like not as he didn't see it as that big of a deal. And then he was like, OK, so let's let's do the math here. You every single night you go to bed or you're trying to put your son to bed for 45 minutes. You're arguing with your son and uh, being angry at each other for 45 minutes a night. You do the math, you multiply that whatever by seven days a week and then you do that for the past whatever two years you know that's a lot of time that you're creating this negative environment with your son yeah. and like th this can add up it can create resentment you can get in bad relationships um and it, it's just like it's just like with food you know like you you make that one small choice in the morning not to eat breakfast and i'm not saying everybody should eat breakfast that's not the point i'm saying figure out a routine that works and then right. stick to it if it makes you feel good and, and things like that. But that one choice of not eating breakfast, you know, it can ripple effect into your entire day, into your other relationships, which if you're angry because you, whatever, you said something to your spouse because you were angry and it was irrational, but you were just, you know, that could affect the next week of what's going on for you. So people, people don't think that these little choices here and there are a big deal but if you're consistently making these choices over time like dude that can have a big impact on your life yeah well kind of along that same lot uh, along that same vein but a little bit different is um, one thing that i recently uh got i i, I saw it was an, an old friend of mine made a post about it and then that led me to do a little bit of digging um and i i and i knew this already i just can't believe it didn't flash at me in the face mm -hmm. um in terms of talking about like in, dealing with anxiety and all these little little day-to-day um, -day decisions on what you're eating and whatnot is a lot of issues. Um, and I'm gonna, I'm here soon. I'm gonna get a test for myself and for my wife. Um, food intolerances. Mm. Um, and 
it's it's ridiculous. Like for example, what happened with um, this but this friend of mine, he um, he all of a sudden was having panic attacks all all like like t- like three or four a day mm. of these wicked panic attacks. Uh, this was more on an extreme scale. Um, and he said he was talking about he tried everything. He tried um, therapy. He tried meditation. He tried breathing techniques. He tried um, eating healthier. He tried so many things and nothing was working. Not a <laughs> single thing was working for his panic attacks. So uh, a friend of his said something about like, dude, it sounds like you've got food allergies or food intolerances. And he's like, what's that have to do with anything? So he went and had like a lab grade test food uh, allergy and intolerance deal done. And basically all of the foods he was eating, like, like when it came, when, at, when the lab tele- result printed out, it's like, okay, here are the foods that you can have sparingly that like, yeah, your body doesn't like them, but, um, but you probably should, you know, have less of them. But then here's the foods that like, you really probably should never have like ever. And so many of the foods he was having like every day, like let's say poultry, or mm-hmm. let's say specific, you know, food he just ate a lot. He, yeah. It was like red flagging. It was like, never have this ever again. Um, and what happened was, so he started following that on the foods that he would eat and not eat. Um, and, and then when he cut the foods out that he was eating all day that were healthy, but his body just did not like very much. He had intolerance with um, everything stopped completely. Mm-hmm. And he feels literally 10 times better. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's amazing. Uh, I think, I think the, um, the, the food allergies and food intolerances and things like that, I think, uh, of course, as you probably know, it can get, it can get exaggerated, uh, a lot. I mean, people just automatically assume that they, they have a gluten intolerance or whatever, or they have wheat belly because they read a book or something and they feel groggy. So they automatically assume it's wheat, um, or, uh, eggs or dairy. Uh, Dairy is a big one. I just made, uh, I, I made a, I made a post on my, on my Instagram about dairy. Um, and it was the second time I posted it and it's gotten huge reactions both times. Uh, and, and one of the main things are people, uh, talk about are having, uh, dairy allergies or, or food intolerances or whatever. And like, I think, I think if you, if, if you cut out, if you cut dairy out of your life and like, you feel better, like, dude, please be my guest. Like, dude, yeah. like I, this is, I, it's so funny on Instagram because people take these little infographics, you know, that we make for a specific topic and they're like, oh, well, what if, you know, an alien comes in and they said they don't like dairy and the, the, the cows <laughs> mistreat it? Like, they just think of these ridiculous uh, yeah. scenarios and they're, they try and poke holes in it. I'm like, dude, like, first off, it's an Instagram post. Don't take it that seriously. Um uh, but like second, like everybody, especially with nutrition and, and training, it's going to be so mm-hmm. individual. Like if you do something and it goes against what I say or what you say, and it makes you feel better, like, dude, fucking do it. Like, <laughs> it's cool, man. Like you're, it doesn't, that's, that's part of, that's one of the big things with coaching is, is, is communicating with people and they're, they're like, whatever, I'm doing this, this, and this, and it's working. And I was like, even if it goes against the science, I'm like, do it. Like, please do it. Like cardio is a prime example. Like a lot of people that I work with that come to me, they're like, um, uh, uh, I like to, I like to run or whatever. They're like, I like to run and who knows, maybe they're, let's say they're trying to bulk. And so gain muscle. And then they're like, Oh, but I also like to run. I'm like, okay, well running is, is totally okay. 
Um, but like, it's just gonna, you just got to take it into your, your account for your, your daily calories. Like, I'm not going to tell them, you know, like, oh no, running isn't conducive to gaining muscle, blah, 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 whatever. Like, okay. Like they enjoy running. They do it every day. It's become a habit. It's definitely not bad for you. <laughs> like as long yeah. as they're not running, you know, whatever, 10 to 10 miles a day or something ridiculous. Or if they're like struggling to gain weight and then they're like, oh, I just can't eat enough or whatever. It's like, okay, well, maybe if you do a little bit less cardio, blah, 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 or whatever. But like, yeah, man, I think a lot of people do things and then they'll see stuff on the internet and they're like, oh, that person said I shouldn't do it, but I feel good doing it. So I'm just not going to do it. It's like, no, yeah. that's not, that's not logical. <laughs> like if you feel, if you feel good doing it, however, I, there's a caveat to this. And I've also ranted about this. So if you do something, if you take dairy out of your diet, for example, to go back to that, take dairy out of your diet, you're like, okay, I feel so much better. You cannot go around telling everyone else that dairy is exactly uh, like dairy is the devil. And so if you take it out of your diet, you're going to feel amazing too, blah, 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 whatever. Like, no, you can't you can't do that because you're N equals one and you're, you're a study, a case study of yourself. You can't go around telling everybody, okay, this is what you need to do. This worked for me. So therefore it's going to work for you too. It's like, no, yeah. that's, that's why we use the literature. That's why we use research because it's, it's, yeah, it's not specific to individuals, but it's, it's a large amount of in, individuals and it's the majority of people. These are the results that happen. So like that's, you've just got to take, yes, you do have to take everything into context, but if you're going to go around telling people that dairy is what was causing you to feel fatigued, no, because what could have happened is you took the dairy out of your diet and then whatever placebo happened, or you ended up like, uh, you, you didn't even realize it, but you slept an extra hour a night or 30 minutes a night, uh, or you did something else that caused you to feel better but you just also happen to take dairy out of your diet at the same time, or it's you were eating a, shitty dairy foods like that were high in fat or something like that. And then you took that out of your diet and you lost weight and you're like, Oh, it's the fucking dairy. It's like, oh, well, it was, it was the calories. So yeah, yeah. You, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's that whole um, association does not necessarily equal causation. Oh yeah. Yeah. Correlation it's, does uh, not equal causation. Yeah. It's it's it, dude. I see that all the time. It'll, it'll be like, someone's like, well, I think, I think that's honestly how, um, the late night eating uh, stigma and myth became a thing. Someone's like, mm. well, I, uh, I, I they, in their brain, they're like, well, I don't move very much after I get off work. I come home and sit down. So maybe I shouldn't have those three bowls of ice cream at night because <laughs> yeah. my body isn't burning as many calories, which isn't necessarily, which is not true. They're right. You know, and they, so they quit eating their three bowls of ice cream. Because you know, no one, no one who struggles to lose weight comes home and binges on celery and uh, and apples. Yeah, but, yeah, um, exactly. But and then they lose weight because they cut out three bowls of ice cream a night, and mm -hmm. then they go, they lost weight, and they go around telling their friends, "Well, I quit eating late at night, mm -hmm. and I lost weight because yeah. I because I wasn't moving." And they say it with confidence, so everyone believes them. You know, it's it's that association does not equal causation thing. Yeah. Yeah. No, dude, it's, it, 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 it runs rampant, especially in, in our industry with food. And, um, I've quoted this before, uh, on my IG and, uh, elsewhere, I think, uh, it was Alan Aragon's, uh, initial, initial thought or whatever. He was just saying, everybody, everybody has an opinion on food and what people should eat and diet and everything like that, because everybody eats, 
you know, so people are exposed to eating every single day. And so if you're exposed to doing something every single day, you feel like you have an exaggerated expertise on something um, whenever you actually don't probably know anything about it, you know, like just because I turn a light switch on every day doesn't necessarily mean that you're like, I know, I know, yeah, that I'm an electrician <laughs> or whatever, you know, I use the bathroom, so I'm a plumber. It's yeah. like, but with food, it's interesting because food is um, where it is highly variable and there's not uh, immediate effect, effects of things. People can uh, exaggerate the effects of uh, whatever they did because it's not like you can eat broccoli and then you immediately get leaner. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like there's not immediate effects to food. So like with a light switch, I can turn the light switch on and it, it I know it worked. But like with food, you take dairy out of your diet and then you start to lose weight. Oh, okay, it was the dairy. That's what it was. It's like, no, that's that's not how it works. So it's just, it, yeah, it's 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 logic, it's rationality, it's um, it, it's all that stuff. And, and it's all great. I, I, it's yeah, and it and I, I I empathize because I have two parts of me. Like one part is um, the the ranty side of me who um, tries really hard to learn about this stuff, and I know how complex it is. Um, and so like that part of me wants to just like bash these people. I'm like, you, I just want to shake them. Like, you don't know what the fuck you're talking about. And they have the Dunning-Kruger effect where they think they know what they don't know. And, mm -hmm. uh, and so that part comes out of me, but then I also have the empathetic side of me on the other side where I'm like, okay, this person's just ignorant. They don't, they don't know what they're talking about. Uh, they, they had, they probably have good intentions. They're not trying to sell people things and manipulate people. They just don't know a toddler that whatever does something bad and then you've got to spank them because they did something bad and then they don't realize you know whatever what they're doing so so, yep. so yeah it, it's 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 two of those it's two sides of that coin and you've got to go back and forth but again this comes with uh the way that you communicate with people and how important it is and that's uh that's why i think being able to break this stuff down you've got to know it first on such a level that uh, uh, is like the textbook level where it's very complex and then you can break it down into a way that it's uh, simple enough for the average person uh, to understand. Uh, I think it was, I think it was Albert Einstein that had the quote, he was like, make things simpler, si make things simple, but not simpler than they should be or something like that. I'm butchering that terribly, but like he's saying you need to break things down to make it simple, but you don't need to break them down as simple uh, uh, as simple as you can, because then it can get misconstrued uh, as something else, or like th then it becomes false. You know what I'm saying? Like if you make True. it too simple, then it becomes false, or like it does. You're not explaining it thoroughly enough, uh, and so uh, yeah, it's just these people don't know what they don't know, and you've got to kind mm -hmm. of battle back and forth in that. And I know that you have plenty, plenty of experience dealing with people, but. You know, it's it's part of the territory that comes with it. We want to post this stuff on Instagram on a public platform or, or anywhere, you know, it could be a blog, could be Facebook, whatever. But if you want to post this stuff, you've got to be able to handle uh, these crazy people that come at you and they're going to come at you with heat. They're going to come at you with a lot of emotion because food and uh, exercise and stuff is very emotional topics for people. And so uh, you've got to be able to handle that and you've got to be able to uh, uh see where their argument falls short and try and explain it to them. And, and then if that person, you know, just, you can't, 
you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make them drink, you know, like at that point, like after somebody is just like, no, they're not going to change their mind. And okay, cool. Like I'm, I'm done with it. I've got to, I've got to move on, tried to help. Uh, it's not working. So let's, uh, let's get on to something else. Oh yeah. Dude, I, I'm, I'm still to this day, completely blown away at how hostile some people mm-hmm. can get on something like, 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 even like if I, like, it's on, it's even on like my, my page, like I've had, I've had on, on multiple platforms from everything, <clears throat> Facebook to Instagram, to my email list, like literally everything mm. where to down to the point where they get so livid, they, uh, they get ver- like verbally violent mm-hmm. and insulting and name calling and cussing and all mm-hmm. this stuff. And then they, like, I've had it go from that to DMing me, telling me how much of a piece of shit I am mm-hmm. to blocking and then blocking me where I can't reply. Yeah. Like, yeah, man. No, like, I, that, like, like that's the best thing you have to do on, on a Friday night at seven o'clock. I feel so <laughs> sorry for you. Dude, that's, you know? that's, that's what it is. And I know you're, you're a Gary V follower as well. Like he's, he talks about, he's like, whenever people leave those negative comments on my stuff, it's like, I feel bad for them because like, mm-hmm. they, they're taking their time out of the day to whatever, write this huge comment or to let me know um whatever how much i upset them or uh something it's like dude you there's so many other like good uses of your time that you could be doing besides leaving this negative comment on my like you're ruining your day and like i'm not going to remember like your name in the next 45 seconds like you just wrote this huge comment and it's like cool and like if you have a point i'll listen you know i'm down for sometimes the comments can be good. Sometimes they can be constructive and they, you can learn and it makes you think in different ways. And you're like, Oh, okay. Maybe I've never considered that. But like, if you're like us and if, I mean, what I do, like whenever I hear something, dude, I'll try and poke holes in it from every different direction I could think of because I, if our job is to, you know, help, help our clients and stuff, uh, get fat loss or, uh, you know, build muscle or, or whatever, like, this is our job. I want to be the best at this job as I possibly can. And if this person knows more information than me and like, they know a better way of doing things, bring it on. I will, I will listen. I will whatever. But like, if I come back at you and I'm like, Oh no, but you didn't think about this, blah, 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 or whatever. But then you come back like, no, that's stupid. It's like, okay, then we're done here. Like I'm not, I'm not going any further with that. Dude. I've had dude. Yeah, exactly. And that's the defining factor for me. Um, if someone is genuinely willing to learn and has a good spirit about the questions and comments they're making, that's one thing I'll, Mm -hmm. I'll, 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 I'll deal with that Mm -hmm. and I'll help with that or I'll engage with that. Mm -hmm. Um, but I'll have someone who thinks they're a fucking super genius and, Mm -hmm. and dude, and I know I'm not the smartest person on planet earth with this stuff. I know I'm, um, the more I learn, the the more I know, the more I realize I don't know. And And I'm still a student every fucking day. My thing is I'll, uh, I'll get someone that'll, um, that thinks they're, you know, God's gift to fitness and fat loss. And they'll rip my, try to rip my thing apart and, mm-hmm. and, uh, and try to get me to argue with them. And they'll be like, nothing wrong with a good argument. And I'm like, actually, there's a lot oh, wrong with a good argument there. This is a waste of time. Your, your mind is not even open to learning. I'm not going to do this. Like, that's not even right. Dude, I've had actually, have you had, have you had people attack your family on your social platforms yet? No, no. Thank Dude, God. I've I honestly had- haven't. Dude, I've had people literally, I don't, I don't know what it is. Like I've had people go so far. Like I made a, I'd make a post about like uh, a family, like you posted the other day about your sister or, you yeah. know, because, yes, because yeah. like both, both we're, we're, we're both of our, we're both our brands. It's not just a corporate logo. Like there's, <laughs> right. there's a mix of, 
what we do for a living and our life and just a big open book. We're a person. We're people. Yeah, dude, I've made posts very similar to what you made about your sister, but yeah. we'll just I had someone literally like it was like you posted that thing of your sister and mm-hmm. the person talks about how fat your sister is. Uh, and they're like, Well, well, you should you should you should uh you should do do a better job with your sister because she's kind of chunky. Like uh, I've had people do up. that on like posts about other people. Mm-hmm. Like, dude, I had someone one time, this was probably one of the worst, and this is the shit that infuriates me. Mm-hmm. I made a post. Um, I have a really young guy I work with. Mm-hmm. Um I do, he, I do online work with. He's a football player. Let me paint you a little picture. He's a, he just he's just now going into his senior year. He I've been working with him for about probably eight months online. He is down seventy five pounds of fat. Damn. He's he's well. Here's what's wicked. He's up to a five fifty squat. Damn. Holds five. He's up to a five hundred five deadlift off the floor and up to about a three middle three bench. Sheesh. So all his fat metrics are down. He's literally went from like 315 to like 345. Yeah, like 315 to like 345, something like that. Yeah. But all his Two, strength numbers are, are, yeah, yeah, are, are through the roof. Yeah. So like it's the perfect scenario and he's still hanging out with his buddies. He still has a life. And so I posted a client shout out before and after. Mm. You know, this this one cocksucker, his, uh, his post, all he had to say was he shouldn't have got that big in the first place. Oh, God. Yeah. And I'm like motherfucker are you kidding me like and that's the thing dude is people like that who have that mentality uh, to be that negative mm-hmm. that that kind of mentality will not get you forward in anything in your fitness goals in your professional relationships if that's all you can think about mm-hmm. someone had the balls to say i so like my guy had the balls to say hey you know what i let myself get out of shape i need help and commit for the next eight months and did that and then you have the audacity to say what you did fuck you yeah like, yeah well that, that guy's just, just that guy skin. that person's just unhappy and they're a loser they're not gonna yeah you know they're they're not gonna do anything in life but yeah no i mean that's uh yeah that's terrible but that that is amazing so congrats to your client that that's super awesome especially at that that high school age like that's uh talk about the most judgmental period of your life essentially mm-hmm. is probably around that high school period so i'm sure he's gotten flack about it before but dude i bet his confidence now at least i hope it is Oh, His dude. confidence now, I hope, is uh, amazing because he realizes how much, uh, how much he can do. And then if you learn about food, like, dude, people don't realize that that sets you up. I mean, that kid, you know, that kid doing that right there, because who knows where that kid would have been in 20 years, you know, mm-hmm. like that. I mean, like getting that heavy or whatever you you years down the road, man, like that can take some serious tolls on your health. And so, yeah. like, he doesn't realize that that little uh, uh, change in his lifestyle. Yeah. It might be whatever in this short period of time, but he's going to be able to control his nutrition for the rest of his life. Like, yeah, it might be hard. He might have periods. He might like, after you ever, he might go back up a little bit, but he'll know like, okay, I'll just do what me and Jared did. And then I'll, I'll get right back down. He has that confidence that now he's done it and he'll have that confidence. Like, okay, I can do this. I can do this again. You know, whenever you've done right. it before, like you have that confidence forever. Essentially, most of the time you have that confidence forever. Like, okay, I've done it once. I can do it again. And so like that could literally, like you may not have thought about it, but that could literally save that kid's life uh, 20, 30, 40 years down the road. Um, just because like, who knows where, where he would have been if he wouldn't have got help from somebody else. Uh, so I think, you know, it, it, we, and, and I don't think about that enough either. Like these little things here and there, 
especially whenever you start to gain more followers, people will send you really nice messages and stuff. And uh, sometimes like whenever it sounds kind of narcissistic, but a lot of people send you these whole, thank you so much. Like this really helped, blah, blah, blah. You're like, Oh yeah, no problem. Like you're happy for them. Don't get me wrong, but you don't think much more into it after that because you've probably gotten a few messages like that, similar, um, whatever, like the day before or two days before a week before or whatever. But like little things like that, like you don't realize the, uh, have, and I'll even take it a step further. So this is a nice little ripple effect, uh, uh, episode here. So with that kid, you take that kid who lost all that weight. Um, he's gotten stronger, his confidence is better. Like we also don't think about the importance of our effect. Uh, so on these clients, but then also the effect that these clients have on everybody else around them. So, I mean, everybody else that that kid comes in contact with, that you know, they're either going to point them, he's either going to point them to you, or he's going to be like, hey, this is what I did, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Like, uh, this might be able to help you too. He might be able to encourage somebody else. Like, that could save another kid's life. I know this yeah. is an extreme example saying that it can save another kid's life. You know, I don't, I don't think it is. I don't think it's extreme right, at all. Right, because it's very, it's very, very, like, rational. Logical. Like, it could, it could be, you know, like, and that's the thing with, with social media and stuff too, people like to hate on social media and get it. I get it, man. Like there's a lot of shit going on with social media. That's not good, but there's also a lot of positive stuff that's going on with mm-hmm. social media, man. You have, uh, whatever we, uh, 10,000, 20,000 plus followers or whatever. That's a lot of people that you can impact, uh, uh, on a daily basis, the way they think, the way they do things. And then those people, you've got to think those people are also affecting other people in their lives as well. And so this is one of the main premise. I, I can't take credit for this line of thinking because Dr. Jordan Peterson, again, if you don't know who that guy is, please look him up. His, he just had a new book that came out, 12 Rules uh, for Life. It's amazing. Um, but uh, this guy, he's just he's one of the best prominent thinkers of our time. And he this is one of the things that he talks about. And that's why he says to start with yourself. He has this whole meme about cleaning your room and getting yourself sorted out or whatever. So he always tells people, the way to change the world is to change yourself. And so if you, if you've always got to start with yourself, you've got to clean your room, you've got to get your shit together. So like, if you're, if you're overwhelmed, you don't know where to start. He's that's what he says. He said, start with your room, clean your room. You know, right now in the room that you're in, I'm looking around right now, there's things in this room that I could change in order to make this room look better, you know, make it more pristine or whatever. Okay. So then you start with your room and then whatever, move into the bathroom and then you move into your house and then you move into your family and then you move into your friends and then you move into your job and then, you know, and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And then that's the way, you know, that you can change your life. And then that's how you can also change the life of others. If me and you don't help ourselves every single day, we're not going to be able to constantly uh, help other people uh, as well. So like, you don't think about how people are like, Oh no, I'm just one person or whatever. It's like, no, you come into contact with, thousands, hundreds, thousands, whatever, millions of people throughout your entire life, you don't realize how that one, uh, you know, uh, thank you could be, or uh, that's that one compliment that they gave, you gave that stranger, like that smile or, or whatever. I think positivity can be very flowery and like people, especially in the fitness industry, the self-positive or self-love body positive stuff can get uh, very woo-woo and flowery and, and shitty, but like as far as being nice to others, like, I mean, that's, that, that can be so huge. And Gary V's video recently, um, was, a was, it, he talked about how it was, he was 
if anybody knows Gary Vee, he his goal in life is to buy the New York Jets. Uh, he's a multimillionaire. He's tried to buy the New York Jets. And he said, uh, he was talking about the situation the other day where the girl uh, came up to him and handed him uh, her uh, gun license. Oh, she I had, saw that. Yeah, she had just gotten her gun license. And she went up to him and she started crying before she even gave it to him. She gave him his gun license, her gun license. She was like, I, because of you, I'm not going to need this anymore. And she just started busting down crying. And you could tell he was kind of confused at first, but it was because this girl got this gun license because she was going to kill herself. And so he was like, this, this situation is like that scenario. He said, buying the New York Jets will not feel better than that moment right there. And so like, that's just, that's, that's why we do it. That's why I think you should take care of yourself because you don't think that these little things here and there can have that extreme effect on people, but taking care of yourself is the best thing that you can do uh, in order to take care of everyone else. So like it, it all starts with you and start um, uh, on something just as small as, you know, cleaning your room. If you don't know where to start and then uh, expand out from there. So yeah, we don't, we underestimate uh, our impact on others. I agree, man. I mean, it's, it's interesting you bring that up, um, especially from, um, you know, like, like we both, I'm sure have clients. I'm sure you have these two that w- without hardly trying it are just slaying it are literally just killing it. They're mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. They, for whatever reason, whether they just naturally have better discipline or they have better genetics or they have, they're in a better environment, whatever reason um, <clears> they <throat> just have a better, they're just succeeding quicker and, and doing a better job. Mm-hmm. And then we have those other mm-hmm. clients that are, um, suffering a little bit more that are struggling a little bit more that it's taking them a long time you know do you have that both of those sides of the coin yeah of course um, for sure. one of the especially for the people that i work with who struggle i was actually on a consult or a consultation call today a guy was kind of applying for my uh coaching program and we were talking about this and he he was telling me his problem was he's like dude i just have trouble trouble with discipline he's like i just just like i get all the stuff i'm supposed to do but i just don't have the discipline to do it and I've had clients, I have like, I had a tribe member of mine reach out to me and ask me that. He's like, dude, the workouts are great, but I just don't have the discipline to go to the gym. And one of the first is, so especially for everyone, even that's listening, that's really struggling. Or if my own clients are on, on listening that are struggling, what I tell everyone to do is the first thing you can do, if you really have trouble getting a handle on your diet or getting to the gym, I said, I want you to take your normal, my uh, minute day-to-day tasks that don't matter and level them up. I, like uh, making your bed every fucking morning. If you don't make, mm-hmm. if, if you don't make your bed, it's not because you don't have time. It's not because you don't know how it's because you're fucking lazy. It takes mm-hmm. literally 30 seconds or if not less to make your bed. And everyone's like, well, Jared, how, how, how does that have anything to do with me being able to eat in a calorie deficit or lose weight? And my, my thing is my a mentor of mine long ago told me, he said, Jared, how you do anything is how you do everything. So your ability mm-hmm. to make your bed or pick up trash or change the toilet paper roll or whatever, or keep your car clean is is going to be your ability to succeed in your finances and your relationships and everything and so when a, a client of mine comes to me and they're like dude i just i'm having trouble and i'm like well did you make your bed today well no i'm going to sleep in it mm-hmm. tonight and i'm like well there you go if you can't and when they can't make that grasp i'm like if you can't can if you can't handle the discipline of making your bed for 20 seconds how do you plan on controlling your fork 24 hours or how do you can't plan on getting yeah. to the gym five days out of the week if you can't even make your bed five days a week like mm-hmm. you know it's it's yeah. that same kind yeah. of concept 
Right, right. Making the bed is not the point. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, yeah, I mean, it, it is it is also good because later that night coming home to a pristine, crisp bed is always going to be better for me as opposed to coming home where the, you know, the blankets are all ruffled up or whatever. But yeah, no, the point is, is, is discipline. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if, if you ever uh, listened to Jocko Willink, but I love I love his stuff, too. He's the uh, he's the big uh, he was a uh, a, a, a marine commander or something like that he was some like mega military guy he's been on joe rogan several times uh uh his his big thing um which i highly recommend you all going to either listen to his podcast with tim ferris so jocko willink so j-o-c-k-o um yeah just type in jocko and he's the only jocko that you'll probably (laughs) find um his name is ridiculous and he looks exactly as a Marine commander should look like. He looks terrifying, um, but uh, uh, he's, a really, he's a really nice dude. Um, he, he, he just came out, uh, well, he didn't just come out, but his book was, uh, uh, oh shit, what was it? Um, hold on, it, well, so basically his thing, um, his thing is uh, discipline equals freedom. And um, he came out with his book and it was a extreme ownership. That's what it was called. And uh, uh, so it's, it's essentially he, he was talking about taking ownership for, for everything you do in your life and how um, that discipline can equal freedom. And with extreme ownership, he was talking about. Uh, so he he led uh, his his group of guys, whatever, into battle and stuff. And if anything was going wrong in uh, with his group uh, or whatever, like if a certain guy didn't do something. Uh, and he was talking to his boss about it or whatever, he would always take blame for it because he, he just always talks about how uh, uh, it's essentially the only uh, controllable thing. And it's always the right, it's always the right perspective to take uh, because if you're the leader of other guys and they do something wrong, well, you should have taught him to do something better, you know, or you should have, you should have done something. If you always shift your focus onto external forces and saying, Oh, well, I didn't make my bed this morning because it was blah, blah, blah. It was this, this, and this. But no, like you've got to own up. It, just like with uh, 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 eating eating a healthy meal or whatever, like, or going to the gym, you know, like, uh, oh, there was a wreck, blah, 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 whatever. You should have left sooner. You know, like yeah. if, you, if you get into this mindset of taking extreme ownership for every single thing that you do, like, uh, I think that that is where people will, Uh, begin to see vast differences in their results and like also how they uh, function on a day-to-day whenever you whenever you fit for uh, whenever you shift the focus on yourself as opposed to everybody else you control what you do you can't control what everyone else does so I think this whenever you're going through your habits whenever you're going throughout your day uh, and your life and everything else like if something's going wrong in your life like it's your fault yeah and then you know like whenever it's your fault you have the ability to change it and that's a good thing you know because if it was if it was the world's fault that would be terrible because you can't change the world but you can change yourself and so and, which inadvertently and can just, change the world right i know right which just like <laughs> i just said you can change yourself which can also inadvertently change change the world um but so it's it's you're either going to change your viewpoint on how you see the world or you're trying to change your viewpoint on how the world sees you and I can promise you, your viewpoint on the world is much easier to change uh, than the latter. So that's that's one big mentality shift that I think a lot of people 
uh, a, a lot of people have to take. And whenever they do take that, they're going to see their results uh, much quicker. They're going to be happier. Um, just so many positive things come out of, okay, this is my fault and I can control it in order to do uh, whatever I want to do. Uh, but that takes a lot of humility. It takes a lot of putting your ego aside. And I'm telling you, put, having humility is like one of the, like that, I know Gary Vee talks about it a lot, but that is a huge one for me. If you're able to detach yourself from yourself and be like, oh, and look at yourself in an objective way and like, okay, this is happening in my life and I'm doing X or whatever, and that's what's causing it. You've got to detach yourself and be like, oh no, what I'm doing is right. I'm, I'm, I'm fine. I'll just keep doing what I'm doing, whatever. Like, no, what you're doing is wrong. <laughs> so stop, stop doing what you're doing and change it. Uh, and then you might receive a different outcome, but you have to have that humility in the first place uh, in order to call yourself out. You've just got to call yourself out on your own bullshit yeah. constantly. <laughs> I, yeah, absolutely. Like, well, I, uh, dude, I'll see that. Um, it's, it, that's another pattern with struggling clients, like kind of taking that and applying it to, to fat loss. Um, I have a girl that, um, that I used to work with that she, um, she, she just wasn't consistent. She wasn't eating right. She, the, the habits weren't being changed, so to speak. So just being objective, if your, your habits aren't going to change, if you eat like an asshole and don't work out and don't follow a plan, you're not going to get the result you want. That's just right. the, the game, right? right? Um, 100%. 100%. And, was, and one of the things I like to do with my clients, it helps keep them accountable. It makes, it gives it more information or I can assess. I like progress. I like to see progress pictures. Mm -hmm. So every, mm -hmm. let's say two or four weeks, um, I like to see uh, measurements and pictures, for example, like it, mm -hmm. at, at minimum two to four weeks, like just mm -hmm. to see measurements and pictures and things like that, just sure. so I can, I can do my job better. So I can objectively say, okay, what we're doing is working. What we're doing is not, this is good. This is bad. Let's do this instead of this and just dial things in just like a good coach would do. I'm sure you do the same thing. Sure. Now 100%. what she would do is um, one day, like it'd been like, dude, it'd been like two months since she'd sent me progress and I've been hounding her. I was like, Hey, send me progress tomorrow. Hey, what's up? Don't forget to send me progress info tomorrow. Hey, <laughs> don't forget to send me your check-in info tomorrow. Hey, progress. We haven't done progress yet. You really need to send me that. And then mm -hmm. she finally said, well, sorry, I haven't been sending it because I don't think it's changed and I don't want to send it in if it hasn't changed. Yeah. Oh, and man. I said, how, I said, and I basically told her, I said, then I can't do my job as a coach and look at it objectively. I'm not your, it's like you said, I'm not your, in, in your post you made the other day. Not it's like, your I'm dad. not your dad. And I'm not going <laughs> to scold you and make you feel bad. I never understood, dude, how coaches take up the, the, the almost like a parent position and scold their scold the client and make them feel ethically wrong for no, what it doesn't it does nothing no it, it, doesn't. it no and it doesn't do any good it and it just like it builds bad relationships with food with uh workouts with each other no. like it's just yeah, terrible no. it's 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 awful and that's and to get back real quick so i want to make sure i do get this right because i don't anybody in the military i don't want to disrespect he so he was a navy seal officer so he was not a he was a Navy SEAL and he was a lieutenant commander uh, of his Navy SEAL uh, guys. Uh, you just and Google he, that real quick. 
he served well i typed in jocko willing because i was trying to remember his book title and then it popped up right here on his wikipedia on the side uh that he was he was navy seal he's lieutenant commander and i i felt bad because anybody i don't want to uh, uh offend anybody because that's a that's a big deal you know that's a that's a big oh, yeah. i don't yeah, want yeah, to yeah, 100%, um but uh but yeah exactly to what you're saying it's funny you say that because my next blog post is uh it has a lot it has a lot to do with that actually and it's about what to do when nothing else is working. And so, and that's just a rough title for it as of right now, but like, so whenever you hit a plateau or something, um, but, but one of the, one of the main things, uh, one of the points that I, I, I said in this was to, to track everything. And so what, why I say to track everything is because it gives you emotionless objective data. So whenever, whenever you track everything, like, you know, that you can see like, okay, if my weight's going up, blah, 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 whatever, you're, you're, you're simply, you're eating too much or you're not moving enough or a combination of the two. It's like, that's, there's no emotions involved there. You're not a bad person for doing that. It's just, it's just the reality of the truth. Like that's, that's what's going on. So you need to fix it by doing this, by eating in a calorie deficit, by, you know, uh, doing whatever. And so that's the thing with, uh, just like you were saying with your client, she said that she didn't want to, she didn't want to report because she felt bad for whatever uh, you said she wasn't making progress or she wasn't doing it. Um, well, she didn't, well, she didn't think she was progressing. She didn't so she think didn't she was right. Right. So it's, it's the same thing with the scale. And so I'm actually uh, on the opposite end of a lot of people. I think uh, a lot of people uh, don't like the scale. And what I say instead of you know, pushing, pushing that scale uh, across the room or whatever you know, I say embrace that shit. You've got to, like Jordan Peterson says, dude, you've got to face that dragon head on problems head first, because like all the scale is doing is giving you objective data uh, on where you're currently at. You're, it's not a predictor of your self-worth. It's just objective data. And in my, in my article, um, the, the thing, right, the, what I said was, so not stepping on the scale gives that scale power over you. You know what I'm saying? So it, you, by you not getting on that scale, you don't want to get on the scale because, oh, it ruins your day or whatever. You're saying that that scale, the number on that scale is going to predict, predict your entire day. Right there, that's the root of the problem, not the scale itself. It's your way of thinking about the scale. And so whenever you don't step on the scale, you're giving that scale like, okay, that can dictate me. But if I just don't step on it, then it's not going to happen. But like if you if you started to get high blood pressure and you told your doctor, Nah, it hurts my feelings whenever I see the number of my blood pressure increasing. I was like, no, I don't want to measure it. I'm good. Like your doctor would look at you like you're an idiot. And like, he would be like, no, we're going to do this because we're going to try and fix it. You know, we're going to try and make you a healthier person. Like blood pressure and weight, like these are all just measurements and things. And just because your, uh, 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 your self-worth is tied up in your weight, uh, that doesn't mean that I don't think that that means that you should not step on the weight on the scale ever. And I get it. It can become obsessive for a lot of people and every individual is going to be different. And I'm not saying you can't make progress without the scale because you definitely can. But if you have issues with the scale, I'm more like, dude, fuck it. Put your emotions aside and step on the scale, embrace that shit. Like, okay, I did. I'm weighing this right now, but you know what? Fuck it. I'm, I'm going to change it by doing X, Y, and Z. I'm going to go for a walk today. I'm going to go to the gym. I'm going to eat these healthy meals, whatever you're taking responsibility. People are so afraid of taking responsibility for their shortcomings that like, 
they're, they're just delaying the problem or, you know, they're trying to put a Band-Aid on a broken leg. Like, it's not going to work. You've got to get to the root of the issue. And that's, that's where I think uh, people are so afraid to, to uh, whatever, track their food or track their weight uh, or, or uh, whatever it may be because they're, they're afraid that they're, it's going to expose what they're not doing. But that's exactly what it's there for. <laughs> that's exactly right. like, I understand it hurts your feelings, but dude, fuck your feelings. Let's, let's dive into this a little bit more. Like put your emotions aside. This is the objective truth. Like you're, you're overweight and you need to change it or else your health is going to get worse. It's going to affect you. It's going to affect the people around you, whatever. Like I get it. It hurts your feelings, but that temporary short-term hurt is going to, is going to be way worth it after you have overcame that problem, you've, you've gotten healthier, you've made all these changes or whatever in the long term. So you've got to get over that, you know, it's almost like selfish, like, no, I don't want to, I don't want to step on the scale because my feelings are, it's like, I get it, your feelings are gonna get hurt. But let's, let's push past that, try and push those aside, take an objective look at it, look at that number on the scale, and then, and then let's keep doing it and use that scale as a tool uh, overcome this problem that you're having. So, yeah, yeah, man, I, I, I get really, I get riled up about that because, and it's, I, like I know it. it's, I know it's just the scale, but like, it's not just the scale. It's everybody's right. it's, it's everything in your life, dude. Like you're, you're not taking ownership. And that's what I was talking about. The extreme ownership, that book. I like that because you're trying to push that responsibility off somewhere else, just because you don't step on the scale doesn't mean you're fucking not overweight anymore. Like, I'm sorry, but that is the hard truth. But it's, it's the truth that you need to hear in order to make a change to make your life better. That's what a caring, yeah. that's like, the, that's the caring friend that says, hey, dude, you've got a fucking drug problem. You've got to chill out. You've got to do this. You've got to do X, Y, and Z. You've got to stop doing that shit. You're not going to be that friend that's like, oh, no, dude, it's cool. Just keep popping the pills. Keep whatever, doing cocaine. Like, no. No, that's not what a caring person does. You've got to give that person intervention. You've got to, um, uh, you've got to help that person actually change. If you want to help them change, I mean, you've got to take care of the root of the problem. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that's that's how I feel about that. <laughs> I like that, man. No, that, no, 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 that's good. And what's interesting is it's kind of making me rethink some of my stuff a little bit um, because um, one of the things I would do because I'm 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 on the other end of the spectrum. Um, where I see a lot of cool. people who don't uh, understand the scale. Cool. And at that po- mo- moment in life, they, um, at that moment where they're at in this phase, that it's, it's almost too much. That's a good point. Where, I like that. Too. Where, um, where, you know, and, and it's one of those things, like I have it, like, for example, um, I had a client that she's literally so obsessive over the scale mm-hmm. to the point where she's like, where, where it's, it's, um, it, how to put it. It's basically, um, she's choosing to let that focus let her lose focus of what's actually happening so let me paint you a picture. sure she she messaged me and she's like jared and she's like i'm in tears writing this i i haven't lost any weight i've been doing everything right i've been eating right mm-hmm. i've been working out i've been consistent i've been doing this and i can tell you i just in text i can tell she's super emotional sure and she's like and i i think i'm gonna quit it's not worth it it's i'm not I haven't lost a single pound mm-hmm and I said, wait a second, didn't you not tell me last week you're down three pant sizes and you had to move your wedding ring to your middle finger yes. because you've lost so much, so much fat. She's mm-hmm. like, yeah, but I haven't lost weight. Right. Right. No. And I said, I, okay. Yeah. I said, I, I said, okay, we have a focus issue here because I'm not, I, cause I agree with you. I'm not about like, oh, it makes me feel bad. So throw it away. I see more people 
or, or a big chunk of people almost have an addiction to mm-hmm. it where, where, um, where for this phase in life, I'm like, listen, we need to get away from the scale. I, and I told her, I said, I want you to throw it away. And she's like, it was like a drug. And she's mm-hmm. like, I, I, I can't, she's like, I can't not weigh myself one, two, three times a day. She's like, I, I, I can't, I said, this is a bigger problem than that scale mm-hmm. throw it away. Now. Yeah. And, and she, and she got to the point where she finally did. And she's like, you have no idea the, the, uh, the weight off my shoulders mm-hmm. from not be feeling trapped by mm-hmm. it, but still it all comes down to a, a, an improper understanding of that. Yeah. Tool. Cause that's all. Yeah, tool. exactly. That's exactly what I was going to get at. I, I love that. I'm so glad that you said that because that's another point I needed to elaborate on. And that's why I said there are other ways to go about it. And my, my big rant that I just had, that was, that had nothing to do with the scale itself. That had to do with uh, empowering people to face their problems head on and, you sure. know, and to overcome them. The, the scale, I could but, give it. But I, but I still, but I still agree. I don't think, I don't think we're talking um, different point, uh, different opinions. I, I, cause I like what you it's said. It's different pieces of it. Where It's different pieces. Yeah. Well, like I, I still like the fact that though, like the, the balance between one or the other, like not all the way, like, Oh no, we're going to weigh ourselves no matter what, no matter mm-hmm. the issues you have with it, but not to the extent. Cause there's been times where, uh, where I think I've, I've, I've improperly told someone to get rid of the scale be, versus doing a better job um, of teaching. About Educating. The scale. Yeah. So, because that's, you know, that's why, sorry to cut you off dude, but that's, that's essentially, no, no, no. that's exactly why I think me and you can look at the scale a little bit more objectively because we know what goes into the scale weight uh, every single day and that there are going to be fluctuations, that there are so many different variables that go into what can, what can make, make that scale go up and down. And so that's why I don't give too much thought into it. You know, it's just another piece of that puzzle. Like you said, it is a tool. And that's what I put in my post as well. I was like, it's a tool for objective feedback, just like the measurements are, or just like, you know, the pictures are, uh, or or whatever, but then you also have subjective feelings that are or subjective measures that are important as well. Especially because we're humans, not everything is going to be objective. But if you are, you know, if say that again, You're, I think it broke. Oh, sorry. Bit. Say that. Again. But yeah, so so we are humans. So we we have we also have subjective measures as uh, um, uh, in addition to objective measures. So whenever you're you're talking about uh, uh, getting results and things like yeah. It's good. The scale on the going down or whatever can be one term of result, but another result is, you know, I felt more confident today whenever I went out to eat with my friends and I knew that getting that dessert or whatever is going to be okay. Like it's not going to ruin my progress or like, Oh, Hey, I felt really confident today. I went to the pool, took my shirt and I, I was confident walking around, um, whatever. Like those are, those are just as valuable measurements of progress as, you know, the scale went down three pounds. Um, so yeah, I think it's, we have a better understanding and, and I can get in my head of myself in that situation and, and, and say those things, uh, uh, about using the scale and things. But I think you did the right thing with the girl who had the obsession. I think, I think throwing the scale away temporarily, educating the person, maybe a little bit more, letting them clear their head, uh, or whatever. And then maybe reintroducing the scale later on, because you can use so many other, uh, methods of measurement with her and she'll still make progress and she was clearly right. happy about that i'm not saying to continue obsessive behaviors but again maybe if she knew and, and it's not easier said than done a lot of people know things and still do them anyways but like even like with with the scale if she knew that you know eating a bunch of sodium can cause the 
the scale to go up or maybe she, whatever, didn't use the bathroom. She waited a different time of the day. Uh, it's that time of the month, um, whatever, you know, there's so many different factors that go into it, but maybe if she knew all those things and, and kind of took a step back and kept it in perspective, you know, that can, uh, that can be a game changer as well. So you're right. I'm glad you said that because it's, it's the, all of these are, uh, little tentacles of the same octopus. Yeah. <laughs> it's how I like to think of it. That's, that's an amazing analogy. <laughs> right. Right. That's good. Awesome, mm -hmm. man. Dude, you know, one thing I love, like, uh, we'll go ahead and wrap up just cause, um, it's been like a little over an hour. So sure, <laughs> I sure. love it. That's no, it. cool, man. I love um, it. Yeah. Well, um, the, what's interesting. One of the things I love about whenever I get you on, on the podcast and we talk is I, we don't touch a single thing I had in my notes ever. <laughs> I knew we wouldn't. Like, I knew we wouldn't. Like, I, I was contemplating, like, even having, like, some backup questions that I wanted to talk about ready. I went ahead sure. and did just because, like, just in case. But it's I'm probably like, a good idea. Because yeah. la la last time we, we, uh, we, we talked on, on here, um, I had, like, a whole big thing ready to go. And we went in a total different direction, and I love it. Um, <laughs> yeah. And then that's where I'm like, you know, let's, 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 because I want to do it again and like talk about a little some other stuff, but then the exact same thing happened. I think I want to make this like a regular thing. And hey, and that's that's fine, man. I I enjoy I enjoy talking to you, and I enjoy honestly just doing this one today. Like I feel like we had a really good combo, and I hope a lot of the good people, uh, or I hope a lot of people get get some some good tidbits and stuff from it. But like, dude, I love whenever with our jobs, we can be very, everything is social, like online. But like as far as the in person aspect, like I don't get to talk about. Uh, I, I get to talk to my friends and things, but none of my friends are, you know, fitness experts or anything. So they don't give a fuck about any of this, <laughs> but like talking to you and, and talking to other people in the industry, like I, it gets me really fired up and I like uh, talking as opposed to, you know, writing a comment or sending a DM or a text or something like that. Talking and communicating like this uh, is, is amazing. So I think I'm, I'll end up starting a podcast doing probably some anchor stuff later on. Um because I enjoy, I enjoy doing it. Um, but, uh, but yeah, thanks. Thanks for having me on dude. And I'll definitely, I, I definitely want to, I want to do it again. Um, and uh, whenever, whenever I get my podcast or whoever, whatever that may come, but uh, I'll definitely have you on and uh, uh, I've enjoyed it, man. A lot. Awesome, man. Good stuff. All right. So if anyone uh, after listening to this wants to uh, get a, learn about more about you, uh, see your stuff or even work with you how can someone get in contact or find you sure sure so uh my social media uh all of all of them uh i'm mostly on instagram and uh, that's basically it for the most part right now i'm on i'm on facebook for a little uh, a little bit but for the most part uh i'm on i'm on instagram so follow me on there at matt mcleod six and so it's all one word um, but also McLeod is spelled M-C-L-E-O-D. And so it's like McLeod. So if you ever have trouble <laughs> spelling it, just think of McLeod. It's spelled really weird, but it's Matt McLeod 6. Um, and then I'm also going to start regularly writing on my blog again. And so my website is a really catchy title, and it's called McLeodConsultingServices.com. <laughs> and... Uh, <laughs> It's, uh, uh, that's where I have, uh, that's where I'm going to have all my blog posts and I'm going to start coming out with new stuff, uh, hopefully weekly. And I'm going to start putting in a lot of work into that because I do like a little bit more, uh, long form writing as opposed to just an Instagram post. Uh, so, so definitely check that out. I've already got plenty of articles on there. If you want to read 
few uh, some of mine stuff from last year. Uh, but then other than that, oh, you can also, if you click the link on my bio in my uh, Instagram or also on the homepage of my website, you can subscribe to my email newsletter. Uh, and uh, I, I usually email my list usually once or twice a week. And uh, I've been really wanting to step my game up there as well. And I, I give all exclusive content there, uh, training, nutrition, mindset, uh, whatever, whatever I can think of. So yeah, definitely. If you've listened, if you listen to this, please send me a DM uh, on Instagram or send me, send me an email or something and uh, just say what's up and uh, what you liked or didn't like or expand on something or whatever. Just say what's up. <laughs> awesome, dude. Good stuff. Well, thank you once again, man. I appreciate it. I will talk to you later. Cool. Thanks, buddy. Later. See ya.